You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and this week we're featuring and focusing on relatively recent GA clubs that have been established here in Canada and how they're coping with membership and formation and COVID. And Rio Breen is from, well, let's say he's down in Kingston in that neck of the woods. He's on Wolf Island and uh, has established a club down there. Falter Roth, and welcome, and thanks a million for coming along. Oh, no, bother. Thanks for having us. So, uh, tell us a bit about the formation, what that you, uh, how you, you've been doing, what number of members, all this, the whole story there. Okay, so, well, so, Air Club's called Nafina Gatharakwe, and um, so we went with the Mohawk name of the, the club. Uh, my kids and their, their mommy are Mohawk, so we wanted to have a bit of a land recognition you know mm-hmm. for, uh, so we had a club maybe 10 years ago we start we tried to start up and um, between the jigs and the rails and most of the members were from Queens has a university here right so we had like Queens so when unfortunately when when they went the club kind of died and then Dan Creighton is the the secretary of the club now he went. He went. He was home in Ireland last year. He went to the Gwail Talk in a, in a, somewhere in Donegal. I can't remember which one. Probably up at Gurta Hork. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I can't mind now. But um, anyway, he saw football. He's Canadian, like you know, with Irish descent, and he was like, "Jay, what's this Gaelic football stuff?" So when he came back, because he lives on the island with me, and uh, he just kind of said he wanted to give it a go and then we started just on the island just playing a bit of football and then from that he like from that we uh, it just it got going again so we've had fo- we do football on the island on a Sunday but we were and then in Kingston we do hurling uh, twice a week at RMC is uh, the gym there is the Royal Military College so we have about well, up until COVID happened, like we ha- we were getting about anywhere between twenty and thirty people coming out, and um, things are going well. We had a, we we got ourselves a sponsor. It's PJ Murphy's. It's a it's a Irish restaurant in Kingston, and they've been great. Like they've been helping us out lots. Jerry there's from Mullingar, I think, and he's been a he's been a, a big help with us there. And then we had. Um, the Harper Tara is an Irish. You might have it up on you. know what I'm yeah, talking about? The, the cultist group. Yeah. So they yeah. do like mu- music and la- they do language classes. They had a uh, shock and a Gwile talk there last week, I think. That's right. In Tamworth. Tamworth is the uh, Gwile talk. I think it's the only Gwile talk outside of Ireland. That's correct. That's right. Um, so, yeah, so true because Dan is like. Uh, he's super getting into all his his uh, heritage now and his culture. Like right. he's been, he's been great. So he's been, you know, kind of got the the ball rolling, and we've been flying since. Right. Uh, and lot, it's all new people. Like we have myself, Aiden and Arden are the only Irish people. Out. Everyone else isn't. Couldn't even have told you which end of the world to hold right. before they came. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, it's been great. Like you know. And how has it been received in the community, aside from the players? Like any time you've gone out and played or anything, uh, what's the reaction been? Oh, 
oh, people love it. Like people, we get people. Come. Actually, but like because in the winter we were in a gym, and um, on a Monday night where we would uh, play, where we would like we booked the gym, the RMC girls volleyball team would be either warming up there, and they would before they went off and done their training, they would come out and smash the ball around with us too for a bit like you know right. we actually got a few players off that and same with the the uh, the rugby team there yeah they they started coming out too like you know just because I guess they were doing that weight session or something so yeah. they would come up and warm up with us so a football I guess football like is kind of they don't it's hurling that everyone seems to be fascinated with you know right so have you you haven't ventured out and taken on the uh, Aerog here in Ottawa yet have you or any of the other we hurling clubs do you know what the funny thing was we had planned like a little challenge game at the end of March but then everything shut down in the <laughs> middle of March you know yeah we had we had gone out because they do like a winter league right. we had gone out and um Paula there we Paula's been great at helping us like you know you know helping us set up the club uh, telling us who we should chat to you know putting us on to Grants there's another uh, Killian at Quebec he's been great too the Quebec Patriots um, Shane and out east like everyone's been great at helping us get up so so Paula invited us down one of the Saturdays to, just to see how they done set up their uh Winter League, you know, and yeah. we went there, we met up, and we, you know, she talked, and, you know, we had got great, we were going to do a cooler camp and everything this summer, but, yeah, but then we had planned to have a, a little challenge game between us, but unfortunately, it has to wait. It has passed away, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have a stay of execution, huh? That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Ray, if anybody wants to find you and if anyone who wants to get invo- involved, where can they find you? So, we have a Facebook page. Uh, I think it's linked up on your uh, app there. Yeah. Um, and we have Twitter. Yeah. There's our, we have our own website. It's nafinacataraqui.com. <laughs> Um, and I think all the contacts are on the the Facebook page and the the email. And I'm sorry, the web page there. Uh, you know? And as you mentioned there, if anyone does want to go into the Irish Radio Canada app uh, under the GAA, you guys are listed and all your details are there. Yeah. And, uh, and more, more than well, we love love to have anyone out. You know, if you don't have to know anything about just an interest you know and likewise you have, you have a calendar and we're, we have your events there listed in the, in the app as well so you can keep an eye on what you guys are doing through that brilliant yeah yeah so yeah so it's, uh, hopefully we're hoping to get back next week training on the island right on a Sunday and then May in town on Wednesdays okay as of next week so yeah, I mean, and all ages, doesn't, you know, all shapes and sizes, boys, <laughs> girls, whatever. We have a wide range of uh, of age groups, you know. Brilliant. My two, I've, my two older kids come out, and, uh, yeah, and a few, of the, a few little ones come out, and then we have old men like myself running around here, you know. <laughs> well, Ray, it's been a real pleasure, and thanks a million for taking the time. Oh, thanks very much, yeah, thanks for having us. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and this week we're going to feature a number of GEA clubs around the country.
that are relatively recent. And when I say relatively recent, I mean in the last number of years that have been established. And it's an indication of the number of young people who have come to Canada to make Canada their home. Uh, there has been some in Vancouver, Toronto and Kingston, among other places. And one of the clubs in Toronto is the cool uh, Sarsfields and Kyle Duggan is here and he's going to tell us a little about the background uh, what inspired it, who inspired it and which county they're predominantly supporting and who their main rivals are Kyle, thanks a million for coming along bit of background um, the club was formed when? Yeah, awesome, thanks for having me um, so the club was formed in 2019 uh, around October 2019 so I moved over uh, in July of last year with my boyfriend Allison, and um, obviously coming from a you know a, a GA background, I played hurling with the Pearson here. Um, and I suppose the one thing I noticed when I, when I did come over, like there was only two hurling teams at that, at that time in Toronto, and there was definitely a need for a third hurling team. Um, you know that would even push kind of maybe having a fourth end year after, or hopefully even a fifth in, in years to come. Um, but yeah, it was uh, that was definitely kind of an eye opener, and I think my boss in work at the time, Andy Connolly, had the same idea. And you know, with his uh, origins coming from Kula in Dublin and mine from Sarsfields in Cork, um, we decided to come together in the, in the name of Kula Sarsfields. <laughs> old rifle, old hatchets buried. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was a good uh, a good partnership between between Cork and Dublin, um, but. That was the fun bit, deciding the name and the colours. There was a lot of uh, admin that came after it, and, uh, and in fairness, Toronto GA and, and Canada GA were absolutely brilliant with all their help. And you know, we met with the other two hurling clubs, in the Pearson and Clonmel as well, and they they were brilliant with all the help that they gave us as well. Um, and you know, there, there was guys that got on board with us here as well. Um, Brian O'Kane, you know, did the brilliant work. He, he's at the bank accounts and, and you know, organised the pitches. Mark McMahon, who's uh, a local um, musician here, would have helped us with the joint sponsorship for our jerseys from the Times Public House in, um, in Toronto. Um, and also, Kevin O'Driscoll does brilliant work on our social media pages. So um, I think we, we all kind of came together and did a big recruitment drive then in November when the club was set up. And yeah, thank, thankfully, we've, we've talked the odd players at the moment. And, you know, training has, has come back in a, in, in a limited capacity, but it's, it's been brilliant. Uh, lads are really enjoying it, which is the main thing. And Carl, you know, when you formed at the time, uh, it was the, the time was ripe, and then all of a sudden you get hit at the worst possible time, <laughs> at a start-up time. Yeah, yeah, it, it obviously was. It was a huge barrier at the time for us, but thankfully we secured the sponsorship for the jerseys about a week before, at Toronto shutdown and then so we were very lucky there. Um, but obviously getting helmets, getting hurleys, getting equipment over was very tough. Um, you know, grants from, from Crow Park were, were, were put on um, a freeze as well, which definitely didn't help us. Right. Um, but in fairness the guys who got um, who got involved, the players are absolutely incredible, you know, they're you know, they went out of their way, uh, took money out of their own pockets to order helmets, to order hurleys and um, you know, without the players, there would have been no club at all. So, you know, their credits themselves. And so, you say you have about thirty guys. Given the size of Toronto, is there a regional aspect to this? Um, you know, the other two hurling clubs, or have you kind of got the city divided up amongst you at this stage, so you're not drawn on the same pool? 
Yeah, I know it's actually a funny one. Um, like a, a guy playing with us now, his home club would be the same club as the manager of Napierstick and a few Napierstick players. So uh, it, 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 it's weird the way it's split. Um, you know, we have a lot of Cork guys. Napierstick have a lot of Cork guys. Um, you know, I, I think trying to get a kind of a mixture of a lot of Clare and Galway. So it's pretty much spread all over the country, which is great. You know. Um, like well, I, I'm probably playing with fellas I've known from playing against in Cork. Right. Um, no. Yeah. But yeah, Colin, where it was coming from more just within the geography of Toronto itself. That you know, are, are you guys east, west, and or um, to draw on people so as people aren't having to go from Markham over to Mississauga for training stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Well, we, we train in in Ronnie Mead, so it was very much. Um, you know, wherever we could get pitches at the time because they were very tough to source. Um, we were planning on going two training sessions a week, one on the west side of the city and one on the, the east side of the city just to facilitate guys. Um, but obviously with, with, with no games at the moment, we just kept it at one. But uh, in fairness, the guys are travelling, they're going out of their way, make training, which is brilliant. Um, but there's no, no kind of pull as such from that kind of uh, Right. right. So, as things ease back a little, how soon are you hopeful that you might actually be able to get a, a game with one of the other teams? Yeah, um, I suppose that's very much down to Canada GA. Um, you know, they're very good to keep us informed about you know what's happening, um, and I think that we've moved. We're, we're moving slowly from kind of phase one to phase two. I think they're talking about phase five before those games. Right. Um, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we will get a game in this year, um, even if it's not competitive. You know, just uh, a game that we can wear our jerseys and give them a run out at least once anyway. Um, but again, obviously, look, safety is the, is the main priority for Canada James. You know, we, we abide by any rules they set, so... Um, we just keep our fingers crossed. Right. So if anyone wants to get involved, if everybody, anybody is looking for you, where can they find you? Yeah, so we have um, an Instagram page or a Facebook page. It's probably the best way to get in touch. Um, as I mentioned, Kevin Driscoll does a lot of work on that. So he's um, he's always available for guys you know, of all levels. We have guys who would have played senior hurling at home, guys who would have never picked up a hurling. And as I mentioned, everywhere, as I mentioned before, it's all about enjoyment and and um, we really ask guys, you know, even if you haven't played before, to show up and even go for a few points after and get to know guys. It's a, it's a, it's a great, um, it's a great socialising aspect as well. And you mentioned yeah, Ronnie Mead, and that's kind of a bit on the west side, slightly. It is, yeah. It's very close to the subway line as well, and um, so it's it's very, um, it's it's very easy to get there. Um, since you've arrived relatively recently, you must be. Uh, were you surprised at the number of Irish, uh, particularly of your own generation, that are in and around Toronto? Yeah, yeah, definitely was. Um, I think I knew coming over with the last couple of years that Vancouver was a very popular spot among Irish people. And I think within the last year or two, I heard of a lot more going to Toronto. Yeah. And um, when I came over, yeah, I couldn't believe the amount of people over here and. And, you know, as I saw firsthand, it wasn't that very hard to get, to get guys involved with the hurling team. So, um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to have that community there as well. Right, right. Well, uh, you got the coordinates there. 
head out to Facebook and it is the Koala Stars Fields uh, and um, we've been chatting with Cahal Duggan and we'll be hearing from some of the other new GA clubs around the country later on the show. Cahal, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been great having a chat with you. No problem at all, Austin. Appreciate the time. Well, we heard there from Kingston and Toronto in Ontario. We're now going to head out west to Vancouver, where there has been an lots of activity in the last few years, with a number of new clubs being formed. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home to Broaden. Today we're talking to a number of GAA clubs that have been established in Canada in the relatively recent time period in the last year or two and Patrick Quayle is out in Vancouver and Patrick is involved in St. Finian's out there and uh, he's going to tell us, tell us a little about it and the background and what motivated it and how it all came underway. Patrick, thanks a million for coming along and when did you get started and what's the story? Yeah, so uh, a, a few a few of the lads uh, last September got together. Uh, our current chairman, the vice chairman, Oshin Doyle, and Owen Toomey, and they both got together, and you know they started to you know sprout an idea of maybe the city needed another GAA club, and that was around September 13th, 2019. So it's almost a year to the day. So um, it's, it's it's a big date coming up, um, but uh, but yeah, like. Uh, all of us, mainly on the, on the committee now for St. Finian's, were, were recently playing with the ICC as of last year. And we, we just kind of, we, we noticed that uh, there was a lot of people coming to training and there was a lot of, like, uh, you know, uh, desire for, for boys to play football and, and, and ladies football as well. And uh, we, we just decided that, like, that another club needed to be in Vancouver. Unlike rugby at home, you know the way you would have had a first team, the second team, and the third team. The GA doesn't quite work like that, no, so no, you no. literally have to go and form another club. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And and you know, back in 2015, uh, I think it was Aero that was was formed as well, or 2016. I'm not too sure on the date now, but you know, the, those guys were exactly the same. They they noticed then that you know Vancouver was was going to be a big draw to. You know, Irish people before that, it was like everyone was going to Australia and that. But, uh, you know, the past five, five or six years, Vancouver has just exploded with, with, uh, with Irish people. So, um, obviously, the, the, the draw for, for football uh, and, and uh, the appetite for it has got bigger. So, uh, naturally, when a new club starts up like that, it kind of uh, there's the good and the bad news because some of the, the existing members there of other clubs are kind of feeling that you might be poaching or eating into or, or stealing their good players that's exactly it that's exactly it I'm sure like when, when we started the, the, the whole process of forming the club you know uh, the, a little bit of banter back and forth with our, with our friends over the IFSC we were like oh don't, don't be poaching anyone now but Oshin um, Dyle and Owen Jamie are, are chairman and vice chairman so they, they were like no we're, we're, we're not going to do that we just want to be we open and up front with, with everyone and start the, the club on a good foot and uh, you know basically, basically leave the bad blood from the field Austin okay <laughs> <laughs> so who came up with the name who, who decided on St. Finian's I, I believe it was Oshin uh, Dyle our chairman yeah. Sure. Yeah. So uh, it's something different. It's uh, it's not something that I would have I would have heard at all before. But uh, you know the the name and uh, the little bit of background about the the colours and everything. The colour scheme. I think our colour scheme is quite uh, 
quite unique in the in the purple and gold. Uh, some people think it's it's a little bit like Wexford, but uh, you know, Ashley Doyle is a proud Wicklow man, so I doubt, I doubt he took it from Wexford. Right, right. So getting a club underway uh, when you did, because uh, I've been chatting with the other clubs and we're hearing from them. You know, you got going mid-September, and I'm sure it was great enthusiasm and everything as the uh, fall happened and the winter, and then come spring, uh, the hammer dropped. That's right, yeah, that's right. And, you know, we we were kind of, you know, the ball was rolling really quick, even even after we, we decided that we were going to form the club, even October, November, December time, we were getting good traction as well. You know, we were on the ball looking for, obviously, you know, there's a lot that goes into creating the new club. Uh, you have to get sponsorship, you know, for your jerseys, for your teams, and obviously you need to get like a bar sponsorship for, for everyone to go. Um, so, you know, we, we thought that we had a good run of scene going and, uh, you know, really, really good traction and everything and promoting ourselves on social media as well. And then, as you say, the, the pandemic struck and, you know, it's really unfortunate because we, we do have quite a lot of playing members right now. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of disappointing that, we weren't able to get boots on, on boots on the field there and, and pick some ball, but uh, you know, it's it's a pandemic. We have to keep safe. You know, we have to adhere to all the, the strict protocols and everything, um, uh, so that uh, you know we don't inadvertently get anyone sick or anything. But uh, yeah, it, 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 in a footballing sense, it definitely is disappointing for sure. And Vancouver is quite a large urban area. So, uh, did the geographics, from the point of view of finding a field, and then. Uh, let's say, kind of like a hinterland, because at home it's all based on the parish. So, uh, you know, there's a geographic boundary at home, whereas in cities it's not always the same way. That's that's correct, yeah. And again, fields here, playing fields is really, really, uh, the the competition for it is is unbelievable. You know, you're competing with, uh, you know, Aussie Roots, football, rugby, soccer, uh, even field hockey, um, all, all that sort of stuff. So, um, to, to get a field was a was a big challenge for us, and um, we we did end up getting a, a few Vancouver uh, School Boards uh, fields for us. Um, they, actually, it, it was quite a nice one. It's Charleston Park down near the water there in the Olympic Village. Very very nice setting. Um, you know, but it's a, it's a public park, right? So you know, you, you try and, and keep everything contained to a, a club setting, but you know, you have public walking in and everything, and you try mm-hmm. to cordon it off as much as you can. But yeah, as you say, it's uh, it, it's it's very difficult to to just like map it all out, and you know, that's Infinian's grounds. Yeah, but, um, yeah, unfortunately not. And um, then when it comes to it, the division between get, uh, football and hurling was there a predominance of one or the other, or was it a desire to cater to one over the other? Well, yeah, like we we, we thought about that as well in our initial meeting uh, when we all got together and decided to go for this. Um, you know, uh, we have JP Ryan's on Colin Hurling Club now in the city, and uh, you know we we felt that with Colin just you know being uh, inputted into the the GDA they asked for here last year then we just decided maybe we'll just stick to, to football but what we would do is we would cater to both men and women's as well right. so uh, a, lot of, a lot of new clubs you know they kind of just stick to the men's or the ladies depending on who's going to, mm-hmm. to create the club but uh, we, we felt it was important that we would cater to the ladies side of things as well because 
obviously the participation numbers for ladies was, was really high too. So it was obviously uh, a, a mobile market for, for that as well. But, but yeah, like it's something that we're probably looking towards maybe. Who knows? Um, it's, it's up to the chairman uh, for that. But, uh, but yeah, like obviously if, if more people come into the city and they want to hurl and they want, they want more competition, yeah, absolutely. Have you noticed in any way that as a result of the formation of the new clubs and with the existence of the older clubs that it has helped bring out the more established diaspora, the guys like me who are around for 30 years? Yeah, like you, you do, um, you know, as as the, the GA is growing in the city, like more clubs, more people participating in the games and everything. You know, you do you do see you know guys like yourself that has been in Canada for years and years and years down watching the games. Um, we ourselves have actually you know tried to reach out uh, to a few to a few fellas, you know, maybe to just help with the running of the team or whatever. Um, but of course, with the pandemic, that was kind of put to to a halt. Um, but yeah, you definitely see it in, in games and everything. You know, we, we have a spring league uh, March, April time, and uh, there could be you know between uh, men's and ladies football, there could be like maybe between seven to nine games. You know, right, Friday right. And so definitely there is a big draw, and you do see you do see those guys that have been here right. for years, which is great. Like it's great, and you know it's it's great to get chatting to them as well. You know because uh, you know they they have seen it where like it was just one club. Yeah, and, and zero clubs, right? Yeah. So it's good, to, it's good to get their view on how it is right now. Right. So, Patrick, we should give the coordinates if anybody wants to find you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're on Facebook, so our Facebook handle is at St. and we're also on Instagram as well, St. Vancouver, and uh, Twitter, at St. as well. And you can also email info.stfinians at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, any questions, any queries, any, you know, you want to join a team or anything, just uh, just message through and we'll, and we'll get back to you. And I should mention, if anyone's looking for you as well, and they have the Irish Radio Canada app, all the details are in there also. Patrick, it's been great chatting with you. Thanks a million. You too, Austin. Thanks very much for having me.